You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a podcast where I share my NFT journey and everything I learned along the way to help you with your NFT journey so that you can get in the game and start making some money or collecting NFTs or whatever you want to do with it. The world is your oyster. It's an amazing place. And maybe your objective is really just to start learning because you see this as a future technology that is really going to take over the economy and the world like I do. Uh, And you just want to dip your toe in the water and, and learn. Maybe you want to jump all in and start investing because you've seen your friends start to make money in NFTs, or you just want to know what the heck is going on. So if you're just jumping into this podcast, this is episode number five. I'm going to talk today about avoiding scams. But if you haven't yet listened to episodes one through four, they're pretty short, about 10 minutes each. I share some of my NFT journey in episode one. In episode two, I explain what NFTs are and why I'm excited about them. Episode three, talk more about why I'm excited about NFTs. And in episode four, I talked about how to get started with NFTs. So today is episode five. Actually, did I say four? This is episode five. Time flies when you're having fun. Episode five, we're going to talk about how to avoid scams with NFTs because this is a new world and there is a lot of excitement. There's also pretty much no regulation, very few rules, very little oversight. That's one of the things that people love about cryptocurrency and NFTs is that it's decentralized, it's democratized, it's kind of power to the people. There's no government intervention or involvement. There are no banks involved. And therefore, there are no regulations. So where in you know the quote normal investing world, let's look at the stock market, there are a lot of regulations in place. Most of them there to protect us as investors and consumers, as well as, of course, the whales and the banks and everyone kind of involved. And they've they've evolved over the years when you think about the stock market being around really in popularity since 1930. But even before that, nearly 100 years, you know, the, there was the great crash in 1929 that changed a lot of things. And so the market was was booming even before that. So over 100 years of stock investing, a lot of things have changed in the market. That's become a little bit more democratized because, you know, if you've been around for a while, you might remember or know that, you know, 20 plus years ago, the only way to invest in the stock market was, of course, going through a broker. And now today, you can go on to Fidelity like I use or Vanguard or E-Trade or any number of banks, Scott Trade or sites and just execute. If you have the money, you can buy a stock and execute the trade yourself. And even the fees have come down from when I started trading stocks individually over 10 years ago. I was paying, I think, 10 or $11 per trade, which is still not very much. And they came down to seven and five. And now they're free. There's no trading fees because of, you know, it's been kind of commoditized and there's a lot of competition. There's also a lot of regulation. So there's no way for a company to list themselves on the stock exchange and take all your money. And then it, you find out that it was a fake company or there was not really a company there, right? Every now and then you hear about some kind of shell company, but it's not in the S&P 500 or even the top 5,000 index. It's usually some kind of penny stock where you know you're taking a risk when you buy it. There's really no chance of a company kind of pulling the rug out from people. Yes, there was the Enron scandal back in, I think it was 2007 or eight, trying to remember when that was. But that's of extreme rarity in the stock market and in the regular investing world. Similarly, you're not going to find too many people that are trying to take money right out of your bank account. Yes, there are scams out there. Yes, there are those calls and those emails that you get from people in Nigeria that ask you for your 
bank account information and your social security number because they say that your uncle is a prince and they want to send you money. And I like to think that if you are a somewhat intelligent human being, you can see through those and know that, hey, this is a scam. I'm not going to give them my social security number or my bank account information. I'm sure they find a sucker every now and then, right? But you're not one of those people. I'm not one of those people. And in fact, I've heard that those emails, side note, they intentionally put a lot of typos in there because if you're fairly intelligent, you'll notice that and go, oh, this is crap. Like I'm not responding. Someone who's not really paying attention might respond, might not notice those in response. So it kind of filters out. Anyway, I digress. My point is that there's a lot of regulation in the banking world, the stock market, in like normal investments, even if you wanted to go raise a, a fund to buy real estate and invest, like technically you have to only raise money from quote accredited investors who have, I think at least $100,000 to invest or make a certain amount of money every year. There's just a lot of rules and regulations around all of this stuff. But in the cryptocurrency world, in the NFT world, there are no regulations. There is no, there are no rules there. It's, it's really truly like going out to the Wild West in, you know, the 1830s. Like it's, it's a whole new world. And a lot of people love that because you can make a lot of money really fast. You can kind of, anybody can start a project. You can do whatever you want. There's no oversight from the government, et cetera, et cetera, right? There are a lot of great things about that, a lot of pros. And I've seen projects that have made people a lot of money in a very short of amount of time. I've made a pretty good amount of uh, appreciation, I'll say. I shouldn't say I've made money, but my the NFTs I've bought, many of them have appreciated quite a bit and gone up in value. I have not sold them or cashed them out. And as my father told me earlier today, don't tell me you made money until you sell something. So I'm like, okay, fine. You know, there's a lot of opportunity there, but the, the downside is there's a lot of risk. And the biggest risk, besides the fact that you could buy something and it could just tank or go down in value or the market could collapse, those are all risks. The biggest risk is of being scammed. I've been in the NFT game now for uh, only about, I want to say, four months. And I've heard many tales of many people being scammed out of NFTs that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. It is no joke. And it's a really scary thing when I read these stories. So there are really only a, a two or three things that you need to remember to avoid being scammed. Number one is do your homework, do your research. If you're looking at a project and people are hyped about it, excited about it, you start to really look into it and ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to try to connect with the founders, to read the the roadmap to see what's going on with the project, get into the Discord, go onto their website. Don't just buy something without doing your homework. And also, if you're going on OpenSea, the secondary market, look at the historical transactions, look at the volume, look at the number of owners. And if it's a big project, make sure it has that check mark next to it so you can verify that like this is the real thing. Because something I've noticed recently is that people will start fake or scam projects on OpenSea with a similar name to the real project and hopes that someone will come on there and buy something from them and it won't be worth what they're paying for, right? So make sure that you're looking at a project, you're asking yourself, is this the right one? Does it have the check mark? What's the transaction history look like? Are there a lot of trades? Is it connected to a real Discord? Can I go to the Discord channel and talk with people? And we'll do another episode on Discord. Can I find out who the founders are? And I will tell you a story of how I got scammed on this one after I tell you the rest. So number two is never, 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 never give your passcode, your password, or your seed phrase out to anyone. 
So in the last episode, episode four, I talked about how to set up your wallet and how to create your wallet and connect to OpenSea so you can go start buying NFTs. And I mentioned that when you create your MetaMask wallet, you're going to get, you're going to create a password and you're also going to get a six word seed phrase. This is what you use to basically recover your password if you lose your password or you're not on your device. Never give this out to anyone other than I recommend that you print out a copy or you write it down on a piece of paper and you give it to your spouse or maybe a parent or a sibling that you really trust to say, hey, if anything happens to me or I lose my my seed phrase, just hold on to this and give it to me. Or if I die and you need to access my wallet, that's something that's been on my mind and I haven't set it up yet. Use this to access my digital wallet because there's some stuff in there that you might want to get to. All right. So those are the only people. If anybody in Discord, on social media, email, whatever, ever asks you for your password or your seed phrase, don't respond, just run away, right? So like you're having trouble, you're, you're having an issue, and someone at OpenSea or Discord or the project you're in says, hey, just share your password or your seed phrase, you run. You don't ever share that. Nobody will ever ask you for that. The founders of the projects that you invest in won't ever ask you for that. OpenSea won't ask you for that. Discord won't ask you for that, okay? So you never share your password or your seed phrase. That is the biggest, biggest thing. The other thing is that once you get involved in this game, and you start using Discord. And again, we'll do a separate episode on Discord, but that's where all the projects have their community info and their chats and everything on Discord. It's a, if you haven't used it before, it's a social channel. It's kind of like, uh, if you remember the old AOL chat days, it's like chats on, on steroids where you're in a, big, a chat room with everybody and everybody's kind of chatting and there's different channels and stuff like that. And you can also send direct messages or DMs. And once you're in this game, you're going to start receiving DMs from fake people who are saying, hey, check out this new project. Check out this Discord. Congratulations, you won a prize. Just click this link. And of course, if you've been around in the online game for a while, you should know the drill. Never click a, a link from an untrusted source. So if someone says you won a prize, it's probably fake. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And if someone sends you a link and you don't know who they are, don't click on it or look at the link and see if it really is what it is. Because the other scam, the other way something can happen is someone can get you to click on a link and it asks you to connect your wallet and then they can take whatever's in your wallet, right? Whether it's Ethereum or NFTs, et cetera. So that's the other one. So the big, three big things are if you're investing in a new project, do your research, look into things, make sure it's legit, look at the transactions on OpenSea, make sure there's a check mark if it's a big project. Some of them don't have them. Number two, never give your password or seed phrase to anybody. Number three, be very, very careful with any links that someone sends you if you don't know who they are. You know, get verification. First of all, most of the time, you'll you'll probably know this is probably a scam. I'm just going to ignore it. I just ignore most of them. But if you if you're trying to figure something out and someone sends you a link and you think it might be something you want to go to, maybe verify it with somebody else. Reach out to another friend who's in the NFT space and say, Hey, I got this link. What do you think? Should I click on this? Should I connect my wallet? If I'm ever in an iffy situation like that, I call my friend Bennett, who's really educated on NFTs, and I'm going to get him on the podcast in the near future. Or I'll check with somebody else, right? And I'll and I'll kind of look at the link and make sure I'll look at the the history and who the person is and see if I can figure, you know, just don't click right away, right? Just look around, just stop, take a breath. Oh, the other warning that I heard this from Bennett, he was talking about on his show, Talking Heads, that if anybody is ever trying to rush you to share information or get something done, because that means they're trying to get something from you. And that is a big red flag. So if you're ever like troubleshooting something, you're trying to get help from support and they're rushing you to share something or do something, that's a big red flag. Right. And if you ever do need to troubleshoot something, you need to help you, you contact support. 
be very cautious because that is the number one thing a lot of scammers out there are pretending to be uh, support people with OpenSea or Discord or a project. I mean, there's a famous case that they, it was just on Twitter recently. By the time you listen to this, it'll probably be a few weeks ago, where someone is in the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is like the second, like the most famous NFT project, very, very expensive. The cheapest one is $150,000, that kind of thing. Uh, and they were having a problem and they went to the Discord and someone sent them to a separate Discord channel, which is a red flag, and started walking them through a process to help them figure something out that they had bought. And they ultimately got him on a screen share and were able to snapshot a QR code that pops up in MetaMask. Now, I've never seen this QR code pop up, but apparently it did for him. And they were able to steal everything in his wallet that was worth, I think, over $500,000. So you've got to be really careful when people are offering you help to verify who they are and make sure that everything you're doing is legitimate. Okay, that is it for our episode today on avoiding being scammed. Remember, oh, I forgot to tell you my story. <laughs> okay, so if you want to hear my story of how I got scammed, hang on for just a couple more minutes. And I have, again, when it comes to, you know, we talked about do your research on projects. Number two, never give your password. See phrase number three, be careful with the links you click on and anyone offering you anything, giveaways, service, etc. Be very leery and cautious. So I've always been very cautious of those because I've heard the other tales. But I did get scammed a few weeks ago on that first number, number one, which is do your research on new projects and things that are going on. And I'll tell you what happened. Okay, so I was in Discord and I don't know how I found out about it or heard about it, but I heard about this new project called Queenship. And I was still, I would say still fairly early in NFTs. I had bought a few I'd in three or four different projects, but all on the secondary market. I had never minted an NFT, which maybe we'll do a separate episode on that, which is when you buy an NFT when it first launches the very beginning and you don't even know what you're getting. And I heard about this project, project called Queenship, Q-U-E-E-N-S-H-I-P. And the whole idea was it was supposed to be supporting black women, black women creative and artists and et cetera. And it seemed like a great cause and a, and a really cool project. And so I was checking out the Discord and there were a lot of people hopping in there. I think at one point the day that it, that it was launching, there were over a thousand people in the Discord, which is a good sign that a project is going to do well. It's going to be popular. There's a lot of people there. And I sent it to my friend Bennett and he was a little bit more cynical and cautious about some things. And we kind of went back and forth on it. And he went in and, and said, I, I think this looks legit, but you know, let's, let's check it out and ask some more questions. So, you know, I asked some questions and here's the big red flag that we found out. They said they weren't going to reveal who was behind the project until right before or after it launched. And it was getting hyped up and I, that was a red flag, but I thought, oh, well, maybe it's just like some big celebrity and they're, you know, they're keeping it secret. Maybe it's, you know, Mariah Carey or something, who knows, right? And so when it went to Mint, let's say it was 6 p.m. Eastern on a Sunday, I still remember it. My wife and kids weren't home at the time. And my wife is very along this journey with me on NFTs. I talked to her about everything. And I had told her about the project and it sounds cool. And it was minting for, I think, 0.05 ETH for one. And they said, okay, the Mint is starting. And it's available on OpenSea. We're not doing our own website. We're putting on OpenSea, which does happen. Uh, most of the big projects mint off of their own website, but some of them do mint right off of OpenSea, which is the secondary market. And there was an opportunity to buy one, five, 10, 25 pack or 100 pack, something like that. And I think I decided to buy a 10 pack for 0.5 ETH, which at the time was about $1,500. 
Um, it seemed like a cool project. I was, I was just getting caught and I was like, maybe I'll buy five. Like, no, getting caught up in the hype, right? There's a lot of excitement. Like, oh, I think these are going to be worth a lot of money. So let me go ahead and buy the 10 for 0.5, which is again, it's about $1,500. I did not, I went on right at the time they were launching. I looked at the announcements. I didn't look at any of the chat or the conversation in the discord. And I went to OpenSea and I hit mint on the, the 25 pack for 0.5 ETH. And then I went to the Discord and there were all these people in there saying, FUD, rug pull, rug pull, rug pull. This is a, this is a scam. This is a scam. It's a rug pull. They're pulling the rug out. Some, a lot of people had figured it out that were like, it wasn't, it wasn't black women that were behind this project. It was a bunch of Russian guys who were totally scamming people. And I fell for it. I totally got scammed. Now, what I did was I was on OpenSea you can also list things for sale. And I saw them going fast and I saw the price dropping because everybody was kind of lumped in the same group. And so if you bought one and then you listed it and sold it for less, it would bring the price down. And so I turned around and I listed it for like 0.48, but the price was already going below that. And so in a rush, I listed my, my 25 pack for 0.25, half of what I bought it for, and somebody bought it for me. And I don't feel great about this because it's kind of a, bittersweet ending. I actually cut my losses in half. So I bought them for 0.5 ETH or about $1,500. And then I sold it for 0.25 ETH or about $750, which means I cut my losses in half. I only lost about $750, $800 on this scam. But it also means that I passed them on to somebody else, which means some other poor, unfortunate person bought them from me. And I don't know who they are. And so it's a tough situation, right? Do you hold on to that and not scam somebody else? Or do you just cut your losses and say, well, that person and me, we both lost the same amount of money and they're in the same boat and they should have done their homework too. So I said, but that's what I did. And I cut my losses to $750, $800. Now, interestingly, the next day I owned some V friends, which we'll do a separate episode on Gary V's collection. And he did a partnership with something called Avastars and they did a special drop for V friends holders where I got a free NFT. It was like, 1700 out of the 4500 holders so you had a one in three chance if you first come first serve and i got on there right on time and got it anyway that nft turned out to be at the time it was worth about a thousand dollars i'm not I'll have to go look i think it's worth a little less today but let's say it's still worth 750 dollars. so basically i was a wash on those two days i got scammed i lost 750 but then i got a free nft the next day so life is good but the most important thing is i learned an important lesson and Gary V, who I follow a lot as a big influence in the NFT space, tweets this all the time. Do your homework. Don't just jump into things. Don't just follow me or others. Do your research. Talk to people. And I didn't do it. I got caught up in the hype. And I just said, oh, this is a cool project. It's I'm getting it at the Mint. I'm going to jump in. And if I had just looked at the Discord general chat before I hit purchase, I would have seen people yelling, this is a scam. But I didn't do it. And so I got scammed. And it was a, it was a you know, a somewhat of an expensive lesson learned, but given what else goes on in the space, I already told you about someone getting scammed out of over $500,000 in NFTs, not that expensive. And so I'm grateful that I got a chance to learn that lesson. I'm grateful that the loss wasn't too bad. I'm grateful I get to pass that lesson on to you and other people and that I still have a lot of other NFTs that are legitimate and have done really, really well and appreciated in value. So that's it for today. This was a little bit longer than I intended, but I wanted to tell you that story and remind you be very careful about everything you do in this world. Check people when they send you links and tell you you've won something. If it's too, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. 
and do your homework, do your research, and make sure things are legit before you buy them. All right, thanks so much for listening. This is my NFT journey. I'm your host, Andy Storch. I'm an author, speaker, consultant, very big in the business world, but uh, loving NFTs, and I want to share my journey with you. If you are enjoying this podcast, make sure that you go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. I greatly appreciate it. Go find me on Twitter. My handle is Andy Storch and follow me there and tweet about this podcast and share it with others who are thinking about jumping into NFTs and say, hey, this is your opportunity to learn along with me and Andy too. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for reviewing. Thanks for sharing. And I'll see you next time.